0: the quantum mechanics
1: yes we are the quantum mechanics the podcast for the believers the doubters and everyone in between um another brilliant week thank you for all your comments it was really nice i know that sometimes i bang on about aliens a lot but uh you know it was it seemed like something i had to talk about yeah, well, I think it's always good to bang on about aliens. <laughs> <laughs> good luck to all my friends and family at Christmas around the table, <laughs> yeah. is all I say. Uh, but an interesting, interesting week again. Um, I've noticed that there's a whole load more alien shows coming on television, a lot more, uh, either, both factual and documentary, which is kind of interesting. It seems like there's a sudden spike in interest again, probably because of all of that. Uh, U.S. military disclosure and stuff, and the things are just rolling through. But yeah, super interesting.
2: Yeah, it feels like we're there, there is a bit of a more of a moving out of the niche going on at the moment. Certainly with UFOs, I think, which is interesting. Yes, and, and it's and, it, and it's weird. That I think for the episode for this week, there's been a bit of serendipity going on. Because I was listening to last week's podcast, which we did on Aliens and Nukes, which if you haven't heard, go back, check it out. It's very good. And then after I listened to that, I put on uh, an an album I know you like as well. I put on Brian Eno's seminal album, Music for Airports. Oh, God, I love that album. Yes, yes. It puts you in a real chilled mood, doesn't it? It really does. But while I was listening to it, I started to think about, how we've talked on the podcast quite a lot about military air bases. But there are a lot of paranormal stories associated with commercial airports as well. Oh, really? Commercial hubs, yeah. So I thought we might want to delve into some of those today. That sounds like a brilliant idea. I do know, and
1: maybe you're going to cover it, there is one airport, is it Dallas, which is supposed to have Illuminati symbols painted in it?
2: That's the only thing that I know. You, you've preempted me. It's not actually Dallas, it's Denver, and I'm gonna. that's probably the first story we're going to come on ah, to, okay. which is interesting. But uh, uh, over this episode, we're going to have tales of UFOs, we're going to have ghosts, we're going to have hauntings, and some other general weirdness. But these are all from commercial airports around the world. So we're going on a bit of a trip around the globe from commercial airports. Got it. But let's start with the one that you just mentioned, Denver International Airport. Because in some ways, it is the weirdest airport in the world with some bonkers theories circulating about this particular flight hub. So I thought we'd start with some cold, hard facts before we get into the conspiracies. So the airport was built in the mid-1990s. This is amazing. It's twice the size of Manhattan, making it the largest international airport in the U.S., could you imagine that it's twice the size of manhattan i'm trying to imagine it i mean i don't know how big manhattan is
1: but it's big it's big but, right so that's how on earth well i suppose you get around on like i don't know trains or buses or something to get from yeah, one shuttles part the other. all
2: kinds of things yeah. yeah the project was supposed to cost to build 1.7 billion dollars it actually ended up costing Four point eight billion dollars, which is which, <laughs> which is a hell is. of an overspend. Um, <laughs> yes. But I, I think, in a way, the size of this airport and this incredible budget has sparked a wealth of conspiracy theories. So let's just talk about the two. I guess the two main conspiracy theories that are connected to it: the airport itself is said to be a front, and the real purpose of Denver Airport can be found underground. Conspiracy theorists claim it is actually the headquarters of the secret rulers of the one world government, who will basically haul up there, haul up at the airport when the world goes to pot, and emerge unscathed to create a kind of new world government. So this is one of the main, I guess, I guess the main conspiracy theory that's connected to Denver. There is also another conspiracy theory that the airport is actually a base for an alien invasion of Earth, that aliens here on Earth are generally lizard people, from what I can gather from my research, <laughs> have built this airport as a centre of their operations for when the main, you know, the main alien overlords arrive, and it's basically where they'll rule the Earth from. It's always the damn lizard people. Uh, It's yeah, it's always the lizard people. I I wonder if that's to do. Do you remember that series V? I used to
1: love I I,
2: I, I wonder if basically anyone who believes in the lizard people was just a big fan of V because that was such a great series when it came out.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. They're going to have. Well, I think they might be quite annoyed if they go to a pet shop and see some of their kind. Lighting under hot lamps in vivariums. Yeah, yeah
2: definitely. <laughs> um, so let's let's start by delving a little bit deeper into Denver Airport and why these conspiracy theories might pervade. As we've said previously on the podcast, when we research stories like this, we like to use, let's say, credible sources. So I've tried to do that here with a lot of kind of credible newspapers and a lot of the information coming from the Denver Post. So the, I, I, you always think of local newspapers in the UK as being really small, but local n- newspapers in America are vast because the areas they're covering are vast, yeah, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. So let's start with this conspiracy that the airport is a base for a new secret ruling elite. And this, I believe, has been sparked by connections between the airport and the secretive society known as the Freemasons. The conspiracy goes that the Freemasons have controlled the airport since its opening and have ties to a new world order and a secret global elite. There is a dedication plaque at the airport's south entrance, which is dated March 19th, 1994, which has a time capsule underneath it. Now, this stone plaque bears the symbol of the Freemasons. You know you know that. It's quite a famous symbol, isn't it? The Freemasons one. Yeah, I think you yeah. can picture it in your mind, right? There is also on this uh, stone plaque a reference to the New World Airport Commission, which no one seems to have heard of, and people say is code for the New World Order. So... You've got this, so I think a lot of it stems from this stone plaque, right? Pluck, plaque, which has the Freemason symbol on it and this description of the New World Airport Commission. There are other strange markings around the airport which have been interpreted as secret messages or even alien language. Now, the sceptics point out that the Freemason symbol is on the plaque because they were responsible for donating producing and laying the stone as a gift to the airport. So they're going to have their logo on it, right? Right. The time capsule was also, I believe, put together with help from the Freemasons. (laughs) It contains nothing more sinister, apparently, than a ball, which I think is a baseball from the local team. You know, I think it's a baseball. Um, Some coins, some casino chips from a local casino, and for some strange reason, I can't quite comprehend. There is a pair of sneakers worn by the then mayor of Denver in the time capsule. I'm not sure anyone's going to want those, right? Well, that's there for the for the lizard
1: people, for <laughs> yeah, so, so that they've got something to wear. I'm yeah. looking. I'm looking at um, some of these artifacts that you're talking about
2: whilst you're speaking. It's crazy. Oh, it gets crazier. You okay. can, uh, it gets crazier. Now, so it could be this, this kind of stone plaque that really has got the, uh, the conspiracies connected to the Freemasons, got that ball rolling. So let's go on to this strange reference on the stone, which has written on it, New World Airport Commission. And this is an organisation that doesn't seem to exist. Conspiracy theorists claim it is code for a new world order, and some of the skeptics pushback. I'm not sure about some skeptics claim there was supposed to be a comma between the words new and world on the stone plaque, so it should have read World Airport Commission. But as far as I can tell, this is an organisation that doesn't seem to exist either. So that kind of pushback doesn't really make much sense to me. Another pushback against the conspiracy theory is the New World Air. Commission is a reference inspired by a piece of classical music by Dvorak titled New World Symphony it's said that a guy called Charles Ansbacker who was kind of an art director for the opening ceremony and the airport while it was being put together was inspired by this piece of music and I guess he got a bit carried away with the stone plug and kind of invented the New World Airport Commission. I guess, as a kind of artistic expression of world unity, something like that. But it it is weird. If you Google either the New World Airport Commission or the World Airport Commission, you are just going to get references to Denver and the conspiracy rather than anything else. But it exists on this stone plot. So I'm looking at it now. It's very, very hard
1: to imagine how that came about it's a it's bizarre isn't it it, not only is it bizarre but it's like there's quite a lot of effort and you know some expense has gone into making that
2: yeah yeah well it was dedicated and paid for by the freemasons and because it's a stone i guess that's why you Mm. know they they did the work on it but they probably got rates on it yeah (laughs) But it is weird, I must say. The connection, that's all I can think, that you have this over-enthusiastic artistic director. I mean, we've all met them, Ben, haven't we? We I work in the media. He's just got carried away with himself, and somehow we've ended up with this thing that's quite bizarre that has, has led to these rumours starting. And, and I don't know if he was involved in this other stuff either, but talking of art, the theories about the airport being the headquarters for a new world order have also been fueled by some of the art itself that's within the airport. Especially there are two murals. The first is called In Peace and Harmony with Nature and the second is titled Children of the World Dream of Peace. So in the first one, In Peace and Harmony, which is by an artist called Taguma, uh, I think I've said that right. This, this mural is in two parts. And have a Google of that while, you, well, uh, while I'm talking about it, because it is bizarre. It shows a brightly coloured scary scene of burning trees, animals in glass cages, a girl lying in a coffin, and children fleeing the scene in tears. The theme of the mural is said to be environmental destruction versus environmental healing. But conspiracy theorists have interpreted it as showing a mass extinction event and that the airport is some kind of sanctuary with the children in the mural representing the start of a new world government.
1: I'm looking at it now. That is not what I would have expected to find at an airport. Mm. And also, it isn't lost on me that if it is supposed to be about environmental destruction it's at an airport
2: (laughs) yeah 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 the the irony of that right (laughs) yeah that is with more fuel being burned than probably anywhere else yes yes that's right yeah yeah let's move on to the second mural because if you thought that one was weird have a look at this one the second mural is called children of the world dream of peace and this one is also in two parts The first part shows a gas-masked soldier wielding a machine gun and a sword. There is a caravan of refugees walking away from the soldier. There is a hiding child with a teddy bear, a dead child in someone's arms with ruined buildings all around. The second part of this mural shows a celebration of many children with the same soldier below them now dead with doves on his body and his sword being taken apart by a child with a hammer.
1: Yes, I'm looking at that very thing now.
2: That is quite, quite a striking piece of work, isn't it?
1: Well, that's just disturbing.
2: Yeah, especially the first one is really ominous, right?
1: Really ominous. I kind of quite like above the dead soldier and the child destroying the, um, the sword there's a kind of uh, a, a boy playing the guitar looking very yeah. pleased with himself there you go well uh, that's what um, we'll do
2: is obviously we do a photo album that accompanies as regular listeners will know that accompanies every episode so we'll put images of this artwork and uh, the stone plaque in there so you can have a look and see what you think for yourself um There is also weirdness associated with another piece of art at Denver Airport. This time it's a statue titled Mustang, which locals have dubbed Blucifer, and is said to be haunted. So this is a haunted statue, apparently. The the artwork is a 22-foot-tall Mustang, the horse, not the car, just if anyone's confused. It's standing on its hind legs, the horse's bright blue with piercing red eyes. Stories of the statue being haunted began to circulate because of the tragic events that befell the artist, Louis Louis Jimenez. After nearly ten years working on the artwork, Jimenez was close to completion when a piece of the sculpture fell on the artist, severing an artery in his leg, causing his death. His children finished the sculpture and it was unveiled at the airport in 2008. Conspiracy theories around it, also, they circulate obviously about it being haunted because of what happened to the artist. But there is a connection with this new world order and other weirdness where some people claim the statue depicts one of the steeds of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. So it ties into this theme of global destruction.
1: So, the other thing that I notice about this very peculiar statue, there are parts of its anatomy that are modelled with too much detail for my liking.
2: <laughs> is that is that is that affecting your sensibilities?
1: <laughs> well, I've just seen that there's a there's part of a Reddit thread dedicated to this horse's rear end, and I can absolutely see why. <laughs> that is that is kind of
2: disgusting. Yeah. And it's bright blue.
1: It is bright blue. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's weird.
2: That is weird. So, so, so far we've got this kind of new world order. We've got the plaque with, with the Freemasons. We've got the weird murals. And we've got this massive sculpture of a horse, which effectively killed its creator while he was making it. And it's supposed to be connected with the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Let's move on to something less weird, how aliens are connected to Denver Airport. Now, this conspiracy is that beneath the airport's underground baggage tunnels are a series of bunkers to house the alien elite, and that also contain multiple alien artefacts. These rumours were fuelled by work on the airport, especially the tunnel system being over budget and behind schedule. Workers apparently saw evidence of secret tunnels and concealed entrances underground. There was also a piece of graffiti said to be drawn by a worker at the airport which shows an alien grey. So the underneath the airport is kind of where all the action's supposed to happen. So you can either take one of two conspiracy theories. You can say it's a safe haven and headquarters for a global human elite connected to the Freemasons or whoever you like or the alternative rumour is lizard people or other aliens have built the tunnels underneath as a place to hide out for when there is an alien invasion Uh, and they're also storing alien artefacts down there. So you can pick one of those if you like or both maybe. So is there any evidence for either? Only these, only what I'm talking about so far, just this kind of insinuation, you know, the over budget, the size of it, the fact that people have reported hidden tunnels, all this imagery in art and in, you know, the plaque and other things around the airport, which seem to point to something weird and strange going on. Yeah. That and that is not to mention conspiracy theories relating to the airport runways, which are supposed to form the shape of a Nazi swastika. What have a little Google of that. Now yes, I think from if you squint your eyes and look at it from a certain angle, it may form a swastika, but you know coincidence Um. of stretch it's not oh, quite you, there you have is it
1: to, no you have to draw on top of it to see that
2: to see it yeah yeah exactly
1: no no i'm not buying that that's just how runways are set up
2: yeah yeah but basically all these elements mean there's a lot of let's say aviation fuel for conspiracy theorists to get stuck into over budget behind schedule but then again how many major infrastructure projects can you say that about? Right, <laughs> pretty much all of them, right? Yeah,
1: that doesn't come as a huge surprise.
2: The Freemasons' plot, I I grant you, is a bit weird, right? But maybe not conclusive, you know. And people often think of this, the Freemasons of this uber secret society, but it, it I mean, it is a secretive society, but it's not quite as sinister as maybe people think of it as mm. being, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah the strange art I, I again it could be an over uh, an over enthusiastic art director who just got a bit carried away and maybe it says something about good art that it can be interpreted in different ways or at least people see what they want to see in it do you know what I mean that mm-hmm. gave me think. I mean it's bold you, you, you can't deny looking at it it is bold artwork right
1: it very much is it very much is I'm still scrolling through images of it and I mean it's it's bold and bonkers but yeah it doesn't mean that it's been built for lizard people but I I totally get why people are a bit weirded out by it
2: yeah I I guess another bit of the skeptic in me is going well there's so much going on here it's a secret base for a new world order it's a secret base for an alien invasion it's got haunted artwork it's a refuge for powerful individuals or, or aliens, and it's also a storage facility for alien artefacts. I mean, if all that <laughs> is true, Jesus, that would just blow your mind, right?
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. <clears throat> and hiding it in plain sight.
2: Yeah, well, I, what I love also, I did find, what I love about this story is that um, having, uh, after having to push back against all these conspiracy theories, the airport decided to kind of throw in the towel and just go with it. In 2016, they opened a Conspiracy Theories Uncovered gallery, which includes a fake alien skull made by employees at the airports. At the launch of the gallery, the then-senior public information officer for the airport said, we have a CEO who really embraces the conspiracy ideas. We decided a few years ago that rather than fight all of this and try and convince everybody there's nothing going on, let's just have some fun with it. The airport has since hosted conspiracy-themed fancy dress parties and has screened movies such as Close Encounters of the Third Kind.
1: Oh, that's pretty cool.
2: I like that. It's good, isn't it? You know. Yeah,
1: that's really good. Yeah. Oh, hats off to him.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's still the CEO, but he certainly was back uh, back in 2016. So, so yeah, I'd, I'd be really uh, interested if anyone has been to Denver Airport and seen some of this weirdness in action and what people think about it. I mean, you can see why the conspiracy theories have got traction, can't you?
1: Oh, God, yeah, I can. I totally
2: can. All right. Well, let's move on from conspiracy theories to hauntings and ghosts and a story from Honolulu International Airport. So the airport opened in 1927 and is said to be haunted by a blonde woman wearing a white dress she is known as the lady in waiting the story goes that the man she intended to marry left on a flight one day from the airport and never returned she was so devastated she took her own life and now haunts the airport good backstory i like the backstory yes that is a good backstory The lady-in-waiting has been spotted multiple times, usually in restricted areas, looking out at the runway. Oh, she's looking out, waiting for him to come home. I don't know why he didn't come back, whether he just kind of went sod it, I'm off, I don't want to marry her, or whether something uh, bad happened to him, I'm not sure. Travellers claim she often appears behind them when they are travelling on the airport shuttle. So I read a couple of stories on this, which sound, you know those kind of shuttle... You know, those train shuttles that run between, you know, gate 50 and 60 or terminal one and two. Mm. There's lots of stories about people being on their own, sitting on those shuttles and then sensing some, something behind them looking round. And there she is, the lady in white, waiting in her white dress, this ghostly apparition behind them, which would be terrifying, right? Mm. Yes, it would. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, you definitely, when
1: you're flying, or about to fly you definitely don't want a ghost <laughs> around you
2: reminding you of mortality well at least i wouldn't well it's even worse than that because she's also said to jump on unexpected travelers chests and try what? and choke them oh well that's very unfriendly it really is unfriendly let's move on to islamabad airport in pakistan which shares some similarities with our first two stories. So, Islamabad Airport was finally completed and began operation in May of 2018. It was late and over budget, a bit like Denver. But even during its construction, stories started to circulate about paranormal activity. Workers on the building project started to complain about strange sensations, such as a feeling of pressure on their chests. Which ties in with the previous story, In Honolulu, but also reminded me a bit of the Hat Man. Oh, yeah. So when the airport opened, a number of security staff complained about experiencing paranormal activity, resulting in them losing consciousness. Bloody hell. It's not what you want from security staff, but I also thought it's quite a good excuse if you're found asleep on the job, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 it was paranormal activity and this ghost (laughs) leaning on my chest made me collapse. A woman who claimed her sister worked uh, for an airline at the airport reported, I quote, one of the pilots kept complaining about kids playing cricket on the runway. The worst part was no one else from the, in the team, apart from the pilot, could see those kids. So you had a pilot who, on multiple times, said, can somebody get those kids off the runway playing cricket? And everyone was going, there are no kids on the runway.
1: <sighs> That's so weird. That's so weird.
2: There is a theory circulating online that the airport was built on top of a graveyard. We've heard this before, right, with many stories yeah. that we've done. I loved this. I found this amazing quote. One sceptical local, Sayara Adil, said that she had travelled through the airport on a couple of times and did not experience anything paranormal. She says, the only problem I faced was a 90-minute baggage delay. <laughs> though, <laughs> though my mother-in-law believes it was because of ghosts. <laughs> what the ghost
1: caused the baggage delay (laughs) yeah yeah i I
2: just it just shows though it's like the paranormal could be a great excuse for sleeping on the job and your baggage arriving late we apologize that your luggage is late on uh (laughs) counter four this is due to paranormal activity
1: (laughs) <laughs> due to paranormal activity localized around carousel four yeah. yeah that's brilliant yes i love it
2: let's move on to more ghostly tales this time in uh, thailand uh, uh i've got a i'm, I'm gonna have a pron- pronunciation problem but i'm gonna have a go there are similarly spooky tales at suvan abhumi airport in bangkok in thailand Again, this airport, which opened in 2006, was rumoured to have been built on an ancient cemetery. And like in our last story of Islamabad Airport, problems started in the airport in Thailand during its construction. Workers on the site began to complain of strange, spooky activity, and at one point they downed tools and refused to work at the site. There were a number of fatal accidents during the airport's constructions, with workers claiming that often these fatal accidents were preceded by unearthly chanting, moaning and wailing. This is brilliant. Officials became so worried about the reports of the paranormal that when the airport opened, they held an exorcism ritual involving 99 Thai Buddhist monks who prayed and chanted for a solid nine weeks. Blimey. Nine weeks? Nine weeks of just chanting. 99 of them. I wondered if it was supposed to be 100 and somebody just didn't turn up. Or... <laughs> yeah, where's, where's Jeff? No, he's not coming. Oh, but we're supposed to have 100. We've only got 99. It's um, always Jeff. Yeah. When this Buddhist ceremony came to, the, to an end, a baggage handler called Pu Ming walked out of the crowd and claimed he was a deceased cemetery guardian and needed to be cleansed. The monk's obliged and he came out of this assumed uh, possessed trance. So while somebody in the crowd just basically walks out towards the end of the ceremony, says he's been possessed by the spirit of a deceased cemetery guardian and, uh, um, yeah, needed to be cleansed, which is just bizarre. just adds to the weirdness, right? It really does. <laughs> now this, this cemetery guardian then features again after the airport opened, several people have claimed to have seen the cemetery guardian, describing him as a blue spectre roaming the airport with the aid of a walking stick. The ghost has even been reported as speaking to those who see him in a frail and weak voice. Other ghosts spotted at the airport include one lady carrying a crying baby who jumps out in front of airport vehicles to scare drivers. Which I'm sure we've had something similar than that. Um, before haven't we in car parks with uh i think it was the it was one of the theme parks wasn't it that had something that's right to that. yeah it
1: was yeah 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 and and also we've seen that generally on the road um some of that those um great british ghost stories from roof Raper a there's there's ghosts there yeah um that that seem intense on um unnerving drivers
2: yeah Another security official entered a possessed trance, so there's been a lot of possessed trances going on. Um, And uh, while in this trance, demanded that a shrine be erected to the bodies of the dead, again saying it was on a, a, a sacred burial ground. Paranormal activity has also been blamed for a number of accidents, including two incidents of planes skidding off the runway, one in 2013 and one in 2018, these accidents have been blamed on the paranormal. Though interestingly, a ghostly air stewardess has been spotted at these events who's helped with the rescue efforts. So
1: that's kind of different to being antagonistic about yeah, things. Yeah,
2: yeah. Did they build a shrine or not? I'm not sure whether they did or not. But um, yeah, somebody got into a possessed state and demanded one.
1: But it's got, uh, it's,
2: it has all the tropes in there, doesn't it, that story?
1: Yes, it really does. It really does. But I wonder why you'd build an airport on a burial. Well, I suppose maybe you don't know. But
2: Yeah, yeah. I guess it depends how ancient, right? mm, mm. Well, let's uh, continue our travel around the globe. We're he- we're heading south for us again. Um, let's continue our global tour with Archerfield Airport in Queensland, Australia. Mm-hmm. Archfield Airport was a popular location for aviation for many years, but in World War II, it became one of the most important air bases for the Royal Australian Air Force. On March 27th of 1943, it was the site of the worst air disaster in Australian history up to that point. A C-47 Dakota transport plane crashed on the outskirts of the airbase moments after taking off in foggy conditions. It resulted in the sad death of 23 people. Decades later, a paranormal investigator and writer called Liam Barker says he interviewed a former pilot who'd been visiting the airbase for an event and had a strange encounter. So this is many, 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 you know, decades later. Hmm. This former pilot states, "'I was walking across one of the airfields on my way back to a group of friends.' when I spotted a man dressed in what appeared to be World War II flight gear. I can remember him vividly, right down to his flight jacket, goggles and cap. As there were a number of wartime aviation buffs visiting the airfield that day, I thought nothing of it. Must have been someone getting into the spirit of things by turning up in costume. We passed each other and the friendly chap acknowledged me with a gesture and a nod, as I did him, and I continued to walk back to rejoin my friends. When I arrived back, I asked my colleagues who was the chap in the World War II flight gear. It was at that point that one of the more knowledgeable of our group told me that I had just met the ghost of Archie Field. Mm. There have been multiple sightings of this ghostly World War II airman by local residents and people near and at the airport over the years. So I, those, those stories of airmen
1: coming back, I think is so interesting because they they're reported so often not just at airports and air bases but also on aircraft as well
2: yeah yeah
1: so um yeah no I think that's that's brilliant and presumably he's still seen to this day
2: yeah and what I like about you know if you compare that to the one we had in Thailand where just everything's going off you're kind of feeling really is that happening I We've said it before, but I quite like those really simple stories of, you know, effectively it's just a guy who's, uh, you know, at an event at the airfield spotting somebody who looks a bit out of place, rationalising it by saying, oh, yeah, it's obviously just somebody who's dressing up for the occasion, finding out, no, this guy's been seen a lot, and it's it's a ghostly apparition, you know? I just find that really fascinating.
1: Sometimes these things are, uh, are a portent of something, but... He's not associated with any disaster or anything. He's just turning up and hanging
2: around. Well, I think the the um, the implication that was somehow he may have been killed in the massive transport plane crash of the Dakota in 1943. Mm. So, so 23 people died on that day. I think the implication is he was either the pilot of that plane or one of the, the military personnel who was involved with that plane but he's
1: but he's not warning of an, another disaster oh no 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 no, yeah. no he's not yeah, yeah,
2: yeah he's just he's just there 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 was quite I was interesting researching that story because as I said um it, I believe it comes from a paranormal investigator and writer called Liam Baker I think his name is I said Barker didn't I, I think it's Baker um but there's a bit of a spat between him and another paranormal investigator online who he says... So Liam says he did the interview and this guy basically stole it and put it in his book. So they, if, you, if you do dig into it, it's one of the... You know, you, we come across these every now and again. Yeah. Uh, there's something about paranormal investigators and paranormal uh, fans of the paranormal who do get into some fantastic spats. Yes, Yes, well, we've had our own. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I think we're referring to... Well, we did it, didn't we, in the episode on the Highgate Cemetery where you had the two guys who were almost fighting over each other to claim that they were the ones who were tracking down the vampire in Highgate Cemetery. It's very similar to that. It did remind me of that, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's Ghosts. Would you like to move on to UFOs at commercial airports? I always want to move on to UFOs. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> it's good this episode, we, one of these episodes, we've got everything. We've got conspiracies, ghosts, and now we're on to UFOs. If there's a werewolf there, I'll be really happy. It, oh, damn. Yeah, <laughs> but we, don't, we, we can't peak too early with our perfect episode. Um, so we often cover UFO sightings from the Americas and UK, but I'm fascinated by stories that come from other parts of the world. And I was thinking about this, and I think it's because they're not so bound up by our cultural references or lore, L-O-R-E, regarding UFOs. Do you know what I mean? There is something, if there are similarities, it's going, okay, that's come from a completely different part of the world, which fascinates me. So this story is an incredible UFO sighting related, relating to an airport in China. Once again, I apologise in, in advance for my pronunciation. The UFO incident took place at Shaoshan Airport in Hangzhou in China in July of 2010. So Shaoshan is X-I-A-O-S-H-A-N. Do you reckon that's Shaoshan? Or do you- Sha- it sounds like it, yeah. We'll go with Shaoshana? that. We'll go with that. I do apologise to any Chinese uh, or Mandarin or... um, I'm not even sure it's Mandarin, but speakers out there for my pronunciation. Anyway, I'm going to call it the Chinese airport from now on. On July the 7th, 2010, a flight crew preparing to land at this Chinese airport encountered an unidentified flying object around 8.40pm. The plane notified air traffic control, and then what just seems like a panic ensued. Within minutes, the aviation authorities grounded all outbound flights and redirected all other air traffic to other airports to land elsewhere. In total, 18 flights were affected, with the airport only resuming operations over an hour after the initial reporting of the UFO. Local residents then released photos taken earlier in the day of a hovering object bathed in golden light with a comet-like tail. Less than an hour before the incident at the airport, other residents reported a flying object emitting red and white rays of light. One resident, Mr. Shijun, was walking with his wife when he saw the UFO. He says, I felt a beam of light over my head. Looking up, I saw a streak of bright white light flying across the sky. So I picked up the camera and took the photo the time was 8:26 p.m. so this the main one was reported at the airport at 8:40 so this is just a few minutes before however whether the object was a plane or whether it was the joshan airport ufo i don't have a clear answer now there are multiple photos from this event online so we will put some images in the photo album for the episode follow the links in the podcast description or go to facebook at TQM podcast and have a look. So there's some amazing pictures associated with this UFO incident. There has been pushback on the idea that this was an extraterrestrial UFO. The usual excuses have been put out that you normally get, oh, it was light reflecting off a plane. Do I always think with those stories of lights reflecting off planes, you think aircrew would know the difference, right?
1: Yeah. I'm looking at some of these pictures. Those are some of the most extraordinary I've ever seen.
2: Incredible, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, there's been some um, description saying it could be a meteor or a comet that people have seen, or that it's secret military tech. The only comment that was given by Chinese officials at the time was that they were investigating the sighting. Some unofficial sources did suggest it was connected to a secret Chinese military program. But the pictures are quite stunning, aren't they?
1: Yeah, what's interesting is that you can see some detail of the craft. Yeah. Well, it it appears that you can. It's very hard to tell which is what, but, I mean, that's a craft.
2: Yeah, yeah. Which you can see why, you know, it's not a plane, right, from the images I've seen.
1: No, definitely not. not.
2: It's not a comet or a meteor. (laughs) It's
1: definitely not,
2: no. So, you know you're left with those two things. Either it's, which we were talking about last week on the uh, episode about nukes and UFOs, it's either secret military tech or it's something alien. I think... Do you remember, like, when we were...
1: There was a quote from somebody last week saying... If it was military tech, why would we test it over a densely populated area? Yeah. Same applies here. If this is secret military tech, why fly over an airport?
2: Yeah, a commercial airport. Yeah, bizarre. Well, talking of UFOs and airports, we couldn't really do an episode on weird airports without mentioning Chicago's O'Hare Airport as it was the location for one of the most credible sightings, I guess, in UFO history. Would you say that's probably the case? Yeah, I would say so, yeah. Now, uh, I know this story has been well covered, and if you want the definitive guide to the incident, I don't know if you agree, Ben, but I would advise you watch the J.J. Abrams UFO documentary series because they do cover it in some detail in there. Um, But here is a quick summary. The incident happened on November the 7th, 2006. United Airlines Flight 446 was preparing for takeoff from Chicago's O'Hare Airport when everyone from mechanics to pilots spotted a metallic saucer shaped object hovering above gate C17. The UFO is said to have hovered for several minutes before shooting off at high speed, leaving a hole in the clouds. Now, there is an amazing radio exchange between United Airlines controllers and air traffic control at the main airport, and it's captured in an official FAA audio recording. Um, We put together a little highlight of that, so have a little listen to these radio exchanges between United Airlines and uh, the air traffic controllers. Check this out.
0: Air Tower, this is Dave. Hey, Dave, it's from United Tower. Hey, Sue. Hey, did you see a flying disc out by C-17? Oh, uh, I don't even start, Sue. No, I'm stupid. You're seeing flying discs? Well, that's what the pilot and the ramp guys are telling us. The C-17, they saw some flying disc above but We can't see it above Come on, Sue. So... You did not see it, right? Hey, yeah, yeah, you guys been celebrating the holidays on there or what? You a Uh, bringing up today that we don't know about. No. <laughs> no, I haven't seen anything, so if I do, I, uh, I don't know what I'll do. If I see, it, I'll, I guess I'll back it up with you, but no, I'll, I'll keep an eye out. <laughs> All right, bye. All right, then. My tower, Dwight. Dwight? Yes. What to Dave? Did he have to take a break because I called him? No. <laughs> this is Sue from United. Yes. There, there was a disc out there flying around. There was a what? A disc. I sure do it. Okay. okay, I'm sorry. What uh, what can I do for you now? Oh, yeah. I right. sorry. There was I told Dave there was a disc flying outside above Charlie seventeen and he thought I was pretty much high. But um I'm not high and I'm not drinking. Yeah. Someone actually has a picture of it. So if you guys see it out there A disc? Like a Frisbee? Like a UFO type thing. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> have a picture of oh, it, like, how how high above Charlie seventeen? Well it was above our tower. So, uh-huh. if you happen to see, see. Well, you know what, I'll, I'll keep a peeled eye for that. All right. Okay. Thanks Tower Cam, this is Dave. Dave, okay, i United ABC. Yeah, Roger. i got an interesting one for you, Dave here. Uh, some of our employees, I don't know if you heard anything about this, um, some of our pilots on the ground are reporting a UFO sighting at a thousand feet from the seaside of the airport. Did you guys hear anything about that? You know what, the Raptor called me. I want to say about 10, 15 minutes ago. We have not seen anything up there. Okay. Because uh, she said it was right around gate C-17. Okay. But, okay. Uh, I mean, and since she called, I've been looking, but we have not seen anything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, if we do, well, well I guess, you hey, know. Hey, well, no, I'm just wondering. Maybe, yeah. we have to, maybe, maybe we'll have to get in uh, C-7 right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Either that or you, know, you guys unveiled a brand new aircraft that I didn't tell anybody oh, about. I know. I know. But, uh, no, we have not seen anything, but we will uh, surely keep an eye out, that's for sure. Thank you very much. No problems. Okay, i got to do that. Gateway 5668, set the penalty box ready to go to the North Port. Gateway right, 5668, you can use Alpha to North Port and use caution for the uh, UFOs. Alpha right, the North Port, we'll take a look. United maintenance 44. Okay, 44, thank you. All right. 44 is going around the North Port. Excellent. Uh, you got Eagle and Skywest over here man. coming around this way. He's turning in no so factory, you really got no other gate holes. Alright. Somebody reported a UFO or a flying disc above Charlie Concourse, seriously. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so nobody can. My eyes, nobody can see it, but use caution. All right. Um, and <laughs> that's <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Look out your window. Do you see anything above United's Concourse? They actually, believe it or not, they called us and said there's a somebody observed a flying disc about a thousand feet above the uh, Gate Charlie Seventeen. Do you see anything over there? Not that I can tell. Okay. Yeah, I thought my job was stressful. <laughs> Oh, uh, we saw it a half hour ago. Who saw it? A whole bunch of us over at the uh, Charlie
1: Concourse. Really? Yes. Yeah, dead. Who's dead? The United mechanic. Mechanics. Thought it was a balloon, but we're not sure. So, what is so annoying about that is that there is, it's that it's the giggle factor. Before, mm. before investigating, before doing anything, it's made into a joke. This is why it's so hard to get anywhere with this phenomena
2: yeah i agree i agree that i mean that's what struck me about the audio it's the humor now i guess you can take that in one of two ways they're just writing it off as something ridiculous or there is a nervousness around giving the story credibility and it may be a bit of both right but i mean as many people have pointed out online about this it's like if somebody tells you there is a weird metallic craft hovering above your airport you know in light of terrorism and everything that's gone on (laughs) you think you might just automatically take that seriously and then save the dismissive stuff till later wouldn't you
1: yes absolutely you would of course
2: the other thing that strikes me is as the audio progresses because you kind of listen to it and think yeah it's just a silly rumour started by somebody who's pulling Sue's leg who was one of the people who was talking on there that gained some kind of life of its own but i love that bit of audio at the end when they're almost saying that oh watch out for the UFO at C-17 and the guy comes on and says no me and a whole bunch of other people saw it as well which suddenly you go whoa okay this is you know this is something different than just a, a rumor that started and got traction do you know what I mean? mm hmm I Do. remember. I remember this is something that happened in broad daylight. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not It's not at night time. And it was written off by authorities as a rare weather phenomenon known as a hole-punch cloud. And we will we'll put images of that in the photo album as well, which does look spooky and like a UFO, but it doesn't fit the description that people are talking about here to me.
1: No. And... It's what they're describing it as an object. It isn't a hole in the clouds. Yeah. And like, again, it, these people are professional aviators. They aren't amateur, you know,
2: amateur sky watchers. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think, like I said, go and watch the J.J. Abrams UFO series anyway, because it is brilliant. Um, But it does cover this incident in there with some uh, great footage. But I want to close this episode with McCarran International Airport in Las Vegas. So McCarran International Airport is famous for one particular almost daily flight known as Janet 211 or Janet 211. I guess you could say it either way. You can't buy a ticket for this flight or even visit the hangar where the planes reside. The the flight takes off most mornings at around 3.38am. There are no markings on the Boeing 737's airplane on the plane at all, as far as I can tell, certainly not on the tail or the main body. The plane's official destination is Tanopa test range, but most people in the know believe its actual location is Groom Lake, also known as, Ben? Area 51? You got it. Yes, the flight known as Janet 211 or Janet 211 is basically believed to be the shuttle service for employees and contractors at the secret military base known as Area 51. It's said there are six Boeing 737s, all unmarked, and a number of smaller planes that make the trip to Groom Lake with up to 13 flights per day leaving from a private terminal um, at McCarran International Airport in Las Vegas. I, I just find that it's so bizarre, isn't it? I've seen footage of people getting on and off it, and it, it's such a bizarre concept. You've got this private terminal, private hangar that nobody's allowed in. You've got, you know, multiple planes with no markings on that just head off from one of the biggest flight hubs in the country. It's just bizarre. hmm
1: mm-hmm. It is very bizarre. Uh, again, very, 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 very hard to put a rational explanation around that.
2: I did find... <laughs> you're going to love this. I did find a great article from the National Post in 2018 when, I think you say this, Aecom. it's the military... Const- contractor that operates the janet flights oh yeah uh i think they were advertising for flight attendants (laughs) this is so this is an actual ad that was posted on their website looking for flight attendants said they were seeking and i quote a level-headed and clear-thinking individual preferably with top-secret government clearance (laughs) 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 To perform, among other tasks, light cleaning of aircraft interiors. Candidates should have a minimum of high school education and be able to coolly handle unusual incidents, like hijackings or bomb threats. (laughs) Uh, (sighs) I I mean, if you saw that ad, that's that's the job for me.
1: (laughs) You know, I was expecting to say no experience necessary. How... What a peculiar, I, I tell you, what, I'm good at cleaning. I've handled a hijack, and I also have top secret government clearance. It's the it's the ideal
2: job. Uh, yeah. It's bizarre, that isn't it? I mean, the whole thing of Janet, the Janet airline, is just bizarre to me. All over, you know. Like I said, going from a commercial flight hub, all the secrecy around it. It leaves multiple times a day normally. Mm-hmm. And then you've got these weird ads on the the yeah I guess I guess you need flight crews and people to work on the planes wherever you can get them so you do have to advertise but I'd love to have put the, being the person who put together that ad level headed clear thinking individual preferably with top secret government clearance <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah oh.
2: I wonder why they're expecting a hijacking on a flight like that yeah. Well, it makes you wonder if it's alien hijacking as well. Oh, yeah, it probably is. Yeah. Flipping lizard people. Yeah. You know, and some aviation knowledge to be able to spot the difference between a tic-tac and, uh, <laughs> and a fighter plane. <laughs> so, I don't know, Ben, while I, was, while I was putting this together, I was thinking about airports and why they generate so much paranormal activity or at least paranormal stories. And I'm not sure I've got a conclusion, but I was thinking about my experience of airports, and we've touched upon this a little bit already. Mm. I don't know about you, but when I'm at an airport, there's an excitement, right? You're generally doing or going somewhere exciting and something doing something that's different from your daily routine.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We It's a location that you're unfamiliar with. It's a theme that we've talked about quite a lot around paranormal activity. You've got noises, machinery, protocols you don't normally see every day. So you've got this level of anxiety, right? You're going through security. But then on the flip side, you've also got boredom, I think. You've got waiting and waiting and you're bored and then suddenly you've got this rush to get on the plane. And I don't know, I wonder, is there something about the newness, the anxiety that airports produce mixed with waiting and boredom I'm not saying that's what's fueling the stories of the paranormal at airports, but it is, I think the only way I can describe it is a surreal environment when you think about it. So is that some cocktail either for us generating our own paranormal activity or maybe all that emotion attracts the paranormal and weird, which we've discussed before?
1: Yeah, and as well as that, I suppose there's people like me who are nervous, flyers, who don't like hanging around there. You've got um unusual lighting yeah but i do find it very unconvincing when people just say uh you know it was an imagination thing or um yeah. because you wouldn't have the same reports from different people like if two different people who've never met each other give the same report about an apparition you know what it's wearing or whatever yeah. Then that that is definitely more than uh, the the more than imagination c- catching up with you sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah, I suppose the other reason it could present so much activity around the spiritual realm is perhaps because there are so many people going through it that they're attracted to the energy that's possible
2: yeah well i wondered that as well with the the anxiety that we're talking about and mm. that because we've talked about that before haven't we you know that's I know, right i guess it's the kind of energy vampire model it's you know something to do with that i thought what was interesting i mean the ghost stories you know bangkok airport and the one in pakistan they do feel a little stereotypical almost like they've you know they've come out of uh, a vivid imagination but I thought what was interesting that a number of the ghost stories did share this concept of the entity jumping on the chest and trying to choke or stop someone breathing which is a theme that we've talked about many times in terms of sleep paralysis and the hat man I was interesting that that was a theme that came in now whether that's cause or effect I don't know.
1: i i don't know i don't i don't think there's a good i don't think there's a good explanation for it either way um but i do wonder whether the similarities between them are something to do with just how our perception of if the, if we are seeing entities our perception of those entities look you yeah. know it's it doesn't necessarily mean that that is, you know, that that is what the entity looks like. It maybe just has something to do with our perception. I don't know. Yeah.
2: I was also thinking about Denver Airport. I, I, you know, your your point about being a nervous flyer or whatever... You think they would have taken that into account with some of the artwork at the place? Well, can you imagine if you were if you're a nervous flyer, you're travelling through Denver Airport and there's a kind of this huge mural of a guy with a gas mask and an AK forty seven and a massive sword that's hardly going to make you a dead children. Yeah. Oh well, that'll relax you. No, no.
1: Normally, airport artwork, the ones I've seen, it's normally like nice countryside scenes or. a sheep, or something like that. Um, not a mutilated sheep with his head chopped off. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Like I, I quite like the um, the ones that I find most calming are like um, ones with uh, those. I can't remember which airport it was, but they have a bit like a uh, Italian restaurant. They have pictures of all the famous people in history that travelled through that airport, like Elvis oh, okay. and stuff like that. But really lovely portraits of them. That's quite cool. I like things like that. I don't want to see a soldier having his sword pulled apart whilst a child <laughs> sings about it. Yeah, you don't, you
2: don't want your celebrities to be Buddy Holly or Leonard Skinner who died in plane crashes. You, no. you'd have to. You know, there is something about that. The the other thing that I really want to delve deeper in is the that Chinese UFO story because. Mm, mm. Again, it's got those themes of a bit like the one um, in Chicago where you've got multiple witnesses, you've got people who are pilots reporting seeing it, you've got a panic by local authorities closing everything down, so they thought something was going on. Definitely something happened there. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean...
1: Yeah, those pictures. I'd never seen those pictures before. That is extraordinary, extraordinary. I
2: don't know, the definition on there. Yeah, and I'd be interested if any of our listeners know anything about that story. Because again, you'd like, okay, was it, you know, is there some fabrication to it? Is there, you know, what is the background to that story? Because it's reported, but I didn't, it's really hard, isn't it? I guess when things come out of China and stuff to know what's real what's been put out there so yeah the history of that story i'd love if anyone knows has delved deeper than i have i'd love to know about that yeah me
1: too me too
2: good well do you think it's time for us to leave on a jet plane
1: i think it is i think it is just as we uh, come to the end of the show i just took a look outside and um That looks to me the first snow I've seen this winter. We've got a few damp flakes coming down.
2: Yeah. Well, then I definitely want to get on a plane and go somewhere sunny would be nice. Especially because my my heating has broken down in my house. So I'm just kind of slightly huddled by an electric heater at the moment until I can get my boiler fixed. And now it's snowing. Great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well... Uh, I'm just going to go and light a fire because I'm still wearing the shorts I put on this morning to go for a small cycle ride in an effort to get fit before Christmas. Excellent. um, Good. Yeah. But that was all amazing. I would love to know if anyone else has seen anything peculiar at airports or on aircraft. I'm particularly keen on ghosts seen on aeroplanes. I've read quite a lot about um there's i can't remember the name of the case but um an aircraft that was involved in a collision the parts were recycled you know the, the engines right um and on the planes where the parts were recycled to the the sub of the crew from that original aircraft that died apparitions are seen of them oh, wow. and they tend to be quite helpful so apparently oh, um they appear at times. So, this is what I was talking about, wa- uh, like warning. So, apparently, there was a time when um, a, the Phantom pilot appeared in the cockpit and he was seen by the guy refueling, and it caused him to do a double take. Uh, and he'd actually refueled um, the plane with the wrong amount of fuel, which oh, would have wow. been dangerous. Wow. So, that was, you know, that's an interesting
2: sort of story almost it's almost reminds me of the uh james dean his car little bastard but it oh yeah because parts from that caused uh bad things to happen in other cars this seems like a slightly more uh, optimistic version of that where they actually help people
1: yes yes absolutely well i think um yeah if you've got a ghost pilot he's probably going to want to keep people people safe yeah brilliant
2: Okay, well, we'll be back next week with more quantum mechanicsness. And uh, yeah,
1: thanks for listening. Thanks very much. See you then. Bye. Bye.
0: The Quantum Mechanics